this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the National Tsunami podcast. Today and tomorrow, we are offering five conversations from episode 25. Our same-day coverage of the nice guidance on use of FibroScan to detect advanced fibrosis and cirrhosis outside specialist and secondary care settings. This conversation could be themed, the devil is in the details, a phrase Will Alazawa uses at the beginning. Will and Louise Campbell bat ideas back and forth about the best ways to implement community screening and more broadly chronic disease management within the NHS system. I would have to pretty much repeat large pieces of the conversation to explain it so you're better served just to listen than having me do a five-minute summary of it. One point at the end, British Liver Trust determined in a 2020 survey that roughly 20% of the forerunners to integrated care boards had a named person responsible for liver disease, which means that fewer than one in five had an actual liver champion. As I noted at one point during the podcast, Jeff Lazarus reported back in 2021 that the UK scored higher than any other country in its preparation for the Nash pandemic, although it scored only 50 points on a 100-point scale. The joint NICE guidance and NHS funding initiative have the potential to boost that score significantly and start to build a demonstration model for other countries. Done right, it's an exciting prospect, if a challenging one. So just sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, visualize what this could be, and when you're done, join the conversation in our LinkedIn discussion group. So, Will, will the presence of the community centers make it easier to do the kind of things that you're envisioning doing next or harder, do you think? And what are going to be the key determinants? William Elazawi. So, with all of this, the devil is in the detail. We talked about the ripple. Now let's talk about a vacuum. So I don't think anything happens in a vacuum. Okay. At the other end, what are we actually trying to prevent? Vanessa, you've articulated it better than I can because you've used a patient. Okay. But let me tell you, we're talking about folk coming into hospital, not being looked after on the right wards. We're talking about people coming into hospital, waiting for ITU beds, bleeding, endoscopy services, all the bad stuff that happens to people with liver disease. We haven't got enough, essentially. We don't have enough footprint. We don't have enough of everything to look after all of those people. So my view is that this is going to be a really, really important element of shifting focus onto liver diseases. But for most hospital units, actually, the firefighting is happening at the other end. So we need to be able to work, if you like, from either end. We need to work at the top end. We need to make sure that liver services are able to receive those individuals who unfortunately have fallen through our preventative piece. We also need to work with those same payers those same ICBs to make sure that we can turn the tap off. And that may be in, in ED testing for viral hepatitis. It may be community testing for liver fibrosis in at-risk groups. It could be alcohol assessment in accident emergencies. So all of those things that we do, the reason why this is really important is together with the money, it enables people that are looking after folk with liver disease, with people who are looking after folk with either undiagnosed or at risk of liver disease to talk to each other. And I really think that we need to look at a new model of funding this service where the ICB, the primary care teams supported by the liver specialists can work together without the intercession of the massive great big hospital networks where the money already goes at the moment. Now that's not the way it works right now. The way it works right now is either all the money goes to the specialists and they do funky specialist stuff or 
the money goes to primary care because they've got to do preventative stuff. Well, I guess what I'm proposing is that in this big bang, in this recognition of liver disease, I think we need to recognize that actually the 1950s model of delivering healthcare probably no longer applies to a 2023-2030 disease. I don't know what, Louise, Vanessa, you think, but, you know, do we, can we take the big, big hospitals out of this and take this to ICBs, primary care and liver folk? Louise Campbell. I think there's an element of that, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head when you talk about firefightings at the opposite end. You can walk into most district generals. You can certainly walk into all specialist hospitals. And if you had a heart attack, you would get to see a cardiovascular specialist nurse or a heart specialist nurse. You cannot get admitted to any hospital. And that includes a specialist hospital with liver disease and see a hepatology specialist nurse in an outreach ward in your own hospital. And we need to start to create these. Having sat on the NCPOD report and listened to the sad stories of people who've died for those reports, the number of times that you could put this down to people who did not recognise encephalopathy or there were issues in late picking up. And these are all healthcare issues that are known in lots of diseases. But I do think we now have to create these posts in hospitals where you have one or two nurses who can help the other nurses detail and prescribe nursing care because it does come down to that and expert physicians. But if you've got good nursing care and good physicians, you will get really good outcomes for patients. So I think there is an opportunity. Some of that education will come at primary care level about early detection. And one of the skill sets that we have, we're all specialist nurses in liver disease. So when we educate a primary care physician about what they're looking for or another hospital, what they're looking for about early detection of liver disease, they pick it up easier. I think Southampton described very, very well how their pathway worked. And it was one of the concerns the NICE committee had because they increased the amount of referrals to secondary care. So therefore they increased their kilopascals to 10 kilopascals referral. But actually what they did do was they got only the right referrals because they'd upskilled their GPs to look at the right people for the disease. Now that is a win-win because they weren't sending the wrong patient or the ones who didn't need to be there. So that is an example of how putting Fibroscan into the community did drive more referrals, but more of the right referrals to get that early intervention to make that real difference. And I think what today does with all of the hard work everybody's put in, it is going to make a real difference, but it will come down to the devil in the details. Some will implement it in a more proactive way. Some will be competitive because the money comes out of secondary specialist care and goes to other areas. So the strengths, weaknesses, obviously threats as well. But there's great opportunity for the British health system to really look at chronic disease management. And this is a great start. So, Will, before you before you answer, I just want to share a very, very off thought. We pride ourselves in this podcast on picking up interesting phraseology. Um, I've always said that God is in the details, not the devil. That getting the details right is exactly what allows the sun to shine. Now, with that said, please go on and talk about where God is in these details, Will. So the question I was going to ask you back, Louise, was... I mean, I agree. Of course, that'd be amazing, right? So why is it that these disease areas are not getting the support? Because the funding that comes for, let's say, a hospital specialist nurse comes from the hospital. So why is it that hospitals don't prioritize liver CNSs exactly as you're talking about? I totally agree with you. I get diabetes medicines changed any pretty much any day of the week by my DSNs, who are brilliant, but not... You're quite right. Am I being a bit 
optimistic or seeing just the shiny element of the new DICE guidance. If I think that by having this guidance, I've got a new set of money holders, the ICB, and I may be able to convince them to start to pay for, for liver services. Am I just being a bit naive? I would like to think that it is going to all work out wonderfully, but there is a cutthroat fight going on within NHS England. They're cutting their staff from 25,000 to 15,000 is what I understand it. They went out for a voluntary redundancy and got a thousand. So they've got to cut. Now the power will then shift as we get into that political argument of how many staff are there. So I don't know whether or not all of these staff are still going to be there who are going to be processing this. And this is one of the problems. I successfully presented a business case over 12 months of doing for a hepatology specialist nurse to go around all of the sites when somebody was admitted with liver disease. And it got approved at the last week of March. For the first week of April, we changed division. I got a whole new set of leaders and it got canned. So I don't know, but the politics of hospitals, I would like to think that we're over that. But I do think we need to be able to do this right. But everybody's job, my, I went through service managers every nine months. And when you say it takes a you with business case, probably a year to get to it, it is a concern about how this money is going to be distributed down. That's the problem. I can go in and put a new fibre scan service into somewhere with skilled staff in matter of weeks rather than a business case for years. But it, it's a different model. So I would love to think this money is going to be distributed, but I know a lot of people are going to be fighting over having access to it and how they distribute it and where it goes. Now that, if you gave me the money as a ward sister, it would go straight to my patients and their care. Front end, never get it. That's the problem. It's always got to go through these layers. And I, and I think there is, NHS England are going through their own structural changes, I've said. The ICBs will certainly have the power, but how many of them really even looked at liver disease before this came out? You can't do integrated care unless you look at liver care. And it wasn't even on the agenda in a lot of the ICBs. So I'm not too sure the right people are on the table, but I think this will push that thinking. What about getting liver champions? Vanessa, in your survey, when you were looking at different uh, primary care pathways, were you able to ask if there was an actual liver champion there? Because I reckon... Vanessa Headditch. Yes, you know. we did ask. I was just about to say, we did ask that question. And I can tell you that one in five have got a named person responsible for liver disease. In primary care? Well, when we did the survey, it was just before they, it was with CCGs, clinical commissioning groups, which have now, but we've mapped the data onto the integrated care boards. But that wasn't saying, I'm not saying that was a champion. That was a person, a named person who was has liver disease with their name against it, which we felt was important because if you're trying to drive change and you haven't got a named person to go to, then that makes it really difficult. So we, that's an important question. And I'll be very interested to see whether that's changed. We're, we're actually currently researching surveying at the moment to see how much has changed and we'll be presenting some very early results at Basel I hope if, if our abstract gets um, accepted and now back to Roger we hope you've enjoyed this recording if you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded the conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com next week we continue our easel congress previews until then stay safe surf on and we'll see you on the podcast bye-bye now 